0: Flight attendants, please prepare for takeoff.
1: Dropped him for strike back for wheeler shot. He's going go- oh! oh a thing of beauty.
0: Patrick Whiney
2: has pulled
3: number five. In for Kyle Potter. Probably goal! That was beautiful. Get it in here for the highlight reel.
0: Ground control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. Two days before Christmas, we are in the giving
4: mood here at the podcast known as Ground Control. Uh, Jamie Thomas, Tyler Escoville, Mitchell Clinton. It's a long-awaited time where we actually give away something on this podcast besides Jets Rewards. And we are giving away the Heritage Blue jersey, uh, Mark Shifley number, name bar, and autograph. Tyler Escoville, I pass the responsibility over to you.
3: Okay. It's well, very
0: business-like and It is very business-like. Also, big, before you announced that, big shout-out to all the listeners out there. We got uh, an email for every single uh, entrant, and there were a lot of them, which was great. We uh, had to set up rules in the inbox to so that we didn't... Uh, get completely get all flooded emails. with them, but uh, it was awesome. Uh, the uh, The response to this was fantastic, so thanks very much.
3: Yes, absolutely. Just echoing that, uh, lots of great comments too. I don't know if that was just a ploy to try and win the jersey. We or you actually, see right through you, guys. or you actually <laughs> yes. meant it. They you guys are doing a great
0: job. Uh, here's, <laughs> please enter for the jersey. are all going on our year end reviews.
3: So yes. thank you. Uh, but in all seriousness, thanks for the kind words. Really do appreciate it. Uh, you know, we do a lot of these podcasts, so it's it's nice to hear something positive. Um, Okay, so uh, without further ado, uh, we had uh, over 100 people enter this here contest, and the winner is, well, first of all, the correct answer was Gabriel Bork, Yeah, and I would say about 98% of the entrants got it correct. Uh, For those of you that didn't, uh, we have another contest, so stay tuned for that. The latter half of this podcast, we'll get to that. Correct. Don't fast forward. The winner of the Mark Shifley Heritage Blue Autographed Jersey is Janesse Mills. Congratulations. You are the winner. Uh, myself, Tyler Escovel, will be emailing you, and you have 48 hours to respond, so I probably will have emailed you by the time you're listening to this. Uh, so please respond. Uh, there's some rules and regulations that have to be followed by, uh, and uh, there's a skill testing question, uh, as most contests uh. Uh, come with. So uh, Janes Mills, congratulations. You are the winner. Happy holidays to you. Uh, we hope to get that jersey to you as soon as possible. So thank you for listening.
4: And as Tyler mentioned, we have some uh, another gift to give away uh, a little bit later in the podcast. We'll have that, of course, another uh, trivia question to answer. And you'll have to be listening back to another edition of Ground Control to get the answer right. Unless you have a great memory. And if you do have a great memory, I'm so impressed with you already. A lot of things happen Saturday afternoon in St. Paul, Minnesota yeah uh, matinee games are the whatever best. the best, yes, <laughs> but this is um a one game a one o'clock start in Saint Paul, Minnesota meant the jets were back home, probably likely at their house by six thirty that night, so uh it was a, a perfect setup, but there are a lot of things to digest as we get into this podcast. Blake Wheeler, if he wasn't gonna do become the all time leading scorer of the Jets Thrashers franchise history here at bell m t s place there is not many other places actually, there isn't another place as perfect as against the Minnesota Wild in his home state where he played his college and, and high school hockey where his parents still live. Uh, mom and dad were in attendance to watch him pass Ilya Kovalchuk officially. Tied him in the first period with a shorthanded goal and then broke the record in the third period. No surprise. A pass to Patrick Lani on the power play one-timer was in the net behind Alex Stalock and broke the record. And Paul Murray touched on it today. Probably at that point of the game, the Jets were up comfortably so you could relax a little bit and celebrate. But congratulations to Blake Wheeler, Uh, breaking that record Tyler and I were there Mitch watching at home I'm sure as a lot of other people were as well
0: it was uh it was cool to see I mean uh, and I thought it was fitting the fact that number one that he needed two points in order to do it and the way that he got those two points were just uh, you can't really say vintage Blake Wheeler but pretty much his identity I think as a player you know the the shorthanded goal comes from you know some great speed and some finish and taking advantage of a of an opportunity an offensive uh, zone opportunity that that came together real quick and he was had the speed to to get up in the play and then uh, and the finish to to make it happen so that was um that was cool to see and then I mean back-to-back years with 91 points coming into this season a lot of those were because of just the incredible work he does passing the puck whether it's on the power play or even strength with a four-on-three power play, there was a whole bunch of room out there at the time, and uh, it almost seemed like it was going to be a matter of time before he got it to somebody or he just shot it himself. But yeah, he made that that pass to Laine, and boom, it was in the back of the net, and boom, he was the uh, franchise's leading scorer.
4: It's it's taken some time, but and he's had a lot of teammates along the way here uh, watching the video afterwards, congratulatory video from former teammates uh, and some. Not former teammates, but Max Pacioretty was one on the list. But Paul Stastny, uh, Tyler Myers, Ben Chiarot, Andrew Ladd played such a large part. But uh, Andrew Ladd had a Blake Wheeler T-shirt on. Yes, I believe. Uh, how old was Blake Wheeler? Do you assume in that in, uh, the, in the photo that was on a the kid. shirt? A young lad.
3: Yeah, knee high to a grasshopper. Oh, well. <laughs> You
4: sound you sound old when you say something wow. like that, and you are anything but. But I, <laughs> you aged when that video years. came in. It was nice from the other teams around the league. That this is how cool the digital age is to be able to accumulate all these videos in time for our uh, social media department to put it up. But it was, must have been pretty neat to. Post that and, and to see everybody that's on there, Tyler.
3: Yeah, for sure, and it, it's cool just to see all the, the the big names in the league that you know are sort of connected to Blake Wheeler. You know, obviously you have Paul Stasny, who spent some time here in Winnipeg. Uh, Phil Kessel was a a member of the Boston Bruins at the same time as uh, Blake Wheeler. I believe they pretty much came into the league oh, yeah. together. And then uh, you know you have Tyler Myers, you have Ben Chirot, uh Max Pacioretty. They were u.s yes correct yes i
0: believe they were on the olympic team together at I, I, the very least they've represented the u.s together but i would yeah, i'd have to go back and same with see phil castle like
4: I yeah. like said phil castle they played together on yeah. the u.s team and played on, with the boston bruins but some pretty big names uh sending their congratulatory mm-hmm. messages and uh my favorite by far is andrew ladd all you have to do is go to our twitter page or facebook and see this video but it was really yep. neat to see I'll that
0: find happen. jets tv as well on the uh, website
4: Andrew Ladd, the last member of the Jets to wear the C outside of Blake Wheeler. So that was, uh, it was pretty neat to see. I will tell you something about this podcast. It's not just one guest. It's like Christmas. We're opening up a bunch of presents here. So we're going to have three guests, essentially, on the, on this podcast. Now, we spoke with Blake Wheeler. He was wide open. and There's nobody around him at this point uh, on Monday morning after the the morning skate. So I sat down with him, thought I'd have lots of time. But then the French media (laughs) converged converged around him so there was many people standing around us of course Ben Sherat was is making his return to Winnipeg here tonight so a lot of people wanted to talk to the captain about that Um, so here is that conversation with Blake Wheeler about not enough time about three minutes or so but uh, here's a quick chat with Blake Wheeler
3: shop where the players shop
0: Jets gear and truenorthshop.com are your authentic team stores make sure to
1: stock up on all your favorite Winnipeg Jets and Manitoba Moose merchandise today Visit one of the five Jets gear locations or shop online at truenorthshop.com. Hi, this
5: is Blake Wheeler, and you're listening to Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets.
1: How
4: special was it the other day to accomplish the all-time leading scorer in Jets history in Minnesota? I mean, of course, it'd be great to do it here, but with your mom and dad and family in attendance, that must have been pretty special for you.
5: Yeah, I mean, it's funny those things work that way. You know, I... I knew I was getting close. I knew Minnesota was coming up, and it just seemed like that was that was going to happen. Um, ultimately, uh, yeah, it's it's special to have, you know, my mom and dad there. They've been you know along for the ride since day one. Um, you know, I was missing uh, missing four pretty special people in my life for that yeah. one. So, um, you know, I would love to have Sam and the kids there, but uh, they're definitely watching on TV. So I got to share it with them when I got home.
4: Walking down the tunnel, you've done that a million times, Going out to see friends and family after a game. How special was that to walk up the steps and, and go see your mom and dad after after breaking the record and after the game on Saturday?
5: Yeah, you know, um, my mom was, wasn't in, in the crowd. She uh, she had to stick around and, okay. and watch one of my sister's uh, kids who was sick, so she missed out on it. Um, yeah, it was nice giving my dad a hug. Like I said, you know, he's been there since day one. They've, we've been through a lot together uh, in this game, and um, so, you know, that was – those are always great moments. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's those things come full circle and, mm-hmm. you know, with where I'm at in my life, you know, I I, I it, it was really cool to come home and open the door and have, you know, the kids there and um Sam there and and that uh you know, we've we've been sharing this ride together now for for a lot of years and and uh, you know, she's been there, you know, kind of through all the the bumps in the road and mm-hmm. um so the 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 special moments are are pretty cool to share with her
4: the timing couldn't have been better an afternoon game and you get to come home after a quick road trip but again this, it just couldn't work out that much better could have
5: yeah exactly yeah you know to to, kids be out to play a road game and come home and still be able to put the kids to bed was pretty fun
4: um, the, the the special video that you got from a lot of former teammates and friends uh, how special was for that to you to watch that
5: I got a good laugh out of that I mean that's
4: laddie that, wearing your shirt yeah it's, <laughs>
5: it's pretty cool to you know you, you build relationships in this game and uh you know, ultimately there's uh, friendships you're going to make that are going to go well beyond hockey. So, um, you know, it was, it was cool to, to have those guys reached out I sent them all a text and uh, thanked them for doing that. So, um, you know, those are obviously all great guys, guys that, uh, you know, have been, been a part of my career and um, shared a lot of special moments with those guys.
4: Well, congratulations on setting the record and Merry Christmas to you and your family. All right, man, thanks. I've seen many a player leave the dressing room and go down the tunnel to the bench after a game to go visit family and friends. Uh, Blake had a pretty sheepish grin on his face when he walked down the tunnel, stepped up. Uh, he, You just heard in the interview there, I thought his mom was in the crowd, but she had already left, but it was a big hug with his dad and some friends and family there. The, the part that was really cool for him, and he did mention it, is that uh, unfortunately, Sam's wife and his three children couldn't be there, but here's the, the bonus about the game on Saturday is everybody was home by 7, so Blake mentioned in the interview that he got to tuck his kids in and they're, you know, he opens the door. How great is that? You become the all-time leading scorer. You roll in, you open the door. There's your wife and three kids. I don't think it could be any better for anybody. Yeah,
0: Yeah. and and obviously we know uh, the importance that, uh, you know, his kids and and his wife play in his life. He's talked about it uh, a lot. I mean, especially uh, one thing that sticks out to me is when he got to go to the All-Star game for the first time. And he just talked about you know how cool it was to be able to talk about that with his, with his kids and mm-hmm. and uh, and with Sam and then you know there's a great photo um, of him and Louie sitting on the bench uh, at uh, I believe it was the skills competition um, yeah so I mean I think the family plays a big role for for him so to be able to you know fly home and get home at like like we said six forty five seven o'clock and, uh, and be able to see those people at the door after you just Accomplish something pretty significant in, in your uh, in your career, that's pretty awesome.
4: And only a 45-minute flight, so it's not like the wait was very long to get home yeah. for Blake Wheeler. Tyler, you had the, the bonus part as the one of the great things we've had this year is the helmet presentation. I think we could all agree, having watched it, that's probably, number one, the list The presentation from Blake Wheeler to Nathan Bullew, and there's a lot of meaning behind that
3: one. Oh, absolutely. I, I think it's on multiple levels. There's a lot of reading between the lines with that one um standing in the dressing room and just and filming that essentially was was a very neat experience just to see that firsthand and it, it it's awesome that we get to share that with with our fan base and uh you know obviously you know everybody kind of shouting hey keep it keep it whoever gets it gives it back and you know like nope that's against the rules that's not how this works <laughs> and uh that's gives, no surprise. gives it to Nathan Bolu and uh, if for those that remember, um, you know, obviously Brian Little went down with a concussion uh, in that last preseason game uh, following a hit from uh, Luke uh, Cunning. Yeah, and uh, Boyu, you know, sort of made him atone for that uh, sin. So uh, it, it's it's interesting. There was a question by one of the media members after practice on Sunday um, to Paul Maurice if fighting is. Is that type of fight different from any other fight, and how does that sort of affect the game? And I thought that was just a, a really interesting question.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think the other thing that was important with it, because the the Jets and the Wild did play uh, between it, it was uh, Winnipeg's home opener, um, that nothing really happened in that game. You know what I mean? So, and I, and I think what what shows what was important about the whole thing was it's not something that. You know, bully, where the Jets were, were skating around looking for it. Yeah, it's not planned like it's it was in plan. the '80s. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, well, it's once one you of get those... to that,
3: then you've you've lost essentially, right? It's exactly. Can't be priority part, number one. Uh,
0: the game. I think what Paul said on Sunday was the game got played. That was the important part. That was what had to get done. And then, um, I definitely can't speak for for Luke Cunning or anything but obviously there's probably some frustration on the side of the Minnesota Wild who had been playing so well at home Yeah, lost since their home opener right home, exactly homeless. so
4: in regulation
0: yeah exactly so it was probably a situation where they maybe weren't happy with how that game went so you had two kind of just willing combatants and that's what it was but um yeah the important part as well is it shows uh, a lot of unity in that dressing room and I think that's also been what's what's kind of cool out of the uh the helmet presentation videos that that we put out because you know they get cut together by uh, yourself or 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 daniel tyler and um you kind of see just how together the room is you know you see kind of the the entertaining parts of it where you know potatoes dancing and all that kind of stuff you know it just you it's a quick glimpse into A, how close the room is, and B, just kind of the, the really cool personalities that are in that room.
3: And piggybacking off of that, I think we should play the clip for, if people have missed it, uh, Beaulieu spoke yesterday on Saturday, or sorry, Sunday after practice, about culture and how that is preached in NHL dressing rooms. So this is a really good clip.
2: Well, you know, I was talking to, you know, Wheels about this the other day, but a lot of teams I've been on, it's been, you know, we preach culture everywhere you go, but I feel like this is the first team I've really been on that we really practice it, and this is a very, very tight-knit group in here, and, we, you know, we take care of each other, and I think that's why we've had such success um, in the beginning of the year. It's it's like a family aspect in here, and um, we got, you know, a lot of guys working towards the same goal, and, um, you know, it's it's worked out well for us thus far.
4: Great stuff from uh, Winnipeg Just Defenseman Nathan Beaulieu. uh just a really connected team. We've heard that term numerous times up in the wall in the dressing room. Very connected team, and it shows with their, their record at this point. As I mentioned, there's so much to chew on from the 6 nothing win over the Minnesota Wild. We kind of overlooked the losses to Chicago and Carolina earlier in the week. But another thing that happened, uh, Jansen Harkins made his National Hockey League debut, the fifth member of this organization to make their NHL debut. Got called up on Wednesday, found out before the game. Tyler and I walked down the hallway. We saw Paul Maurice having the talk
0: <laughs>
4: with uh, Jansen Harkins, who's had just a phenomenal season in the American Hockey League, uh, really has already passed his career high in the AHL with points He's this year. It, yeah. So of course you're going to get called up to the big club because yep. that's just the way it works out. <laughs> uh, numerous things. Um, th- what the job that Pascal Vincent and the coaching staff does down with the most the American Hockey League c- cannot be expressed enough. And Paul Maurice mentioned it post game Saturday, just what they do. And he will say this every single time. Jansen Harkins, well, not every single time but how well Jansen Harkins played didn't even look like he he looked like he'd been with the team in the NHL forever.
0: Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of video to show him. Mm-hmm. Uh essentially is what is what Paul said and one of the things that I always tend to hear with with players coming into the organization is and I think it was one of the things with with Nick Shore when he was watching uh the game against the Stars before he got into action in a Jets jersey is how the jets run things in the neutral zone is a little bit unique. Uh, I think is the word that they often use. Um, there's, there's some some reads that that go into it and it's, it's unique is probably the best way I can Mm -hmm. say it. Um, so to have Pascal Vincent with the Manitoba Moose running very similar systems so that, you know, a guy like Jansen Harkins can get, called up because sometimes these guys are getting called up and they don't have the luxury necessarily of ha- being able to sit out one game to, to watch video or whatever you know they're they're able to step right in and that's exactly what, what Harkins did he, I thought he I thought he looked really good yeah. <laughs> I mean you, anytime you almost can, score at the beginning part of the third yeah, period too, exactly and I, I do I remember, ask him about that I remember watching it and just um seeing him coming in I kind of sat forward because I was like you know you get this real glorious chance and the season that he's having, you know, uh, it would be it'd be really fitting. But it's probably even more fitting the fact that I believe when he left the American Hockey League, he was uh, in the lead for assists. So the fact that his first NHL point was an assist, given the season he's having, uh, is uh, pretty fitting.
4: Here's the funny part that not many people will know, except for those that were in the press box, the Minnesota uh, PR staff or whoever does the announcing said that Jansen Harkins scored his first NHL <laughs> goal that that afternoon. Yes. It, it was his first NHL point. Now I could see a little bit of the confusion because Logan Shaw immediately goes down, grabs the puck, picks it up, mm-hmm. gives it to Jansen Harkins. So I'm not sure where the confusion happened. I'm trying to think of where it was, but anyways, Jansen Harkins, one happy gentleman. I talked to him uh, Monday morning as well. I asked you this the other day, just when you got called up on the Wednesday and then you go into the game on Saturday. You said basically, you know, if everything goes well, you get a, your first point in your first game, but you really couldn't have scripted it any better, right? 6 nothing. win, you get an assist on your your first NHL point with a former teammate with the Manitoba Moose or a teammate with the Manitoba Moose. It just couldn't work out any better, I imagine, for you.
1: Yeah, it was pretty pretty special day. Uh, kind of a whirlwind ever since um, I got called up still. It's still, uh, every day is kind of, still seems super special, so. Uh, yeah, obviously I was, wasn't expecting to, to go out there and get a point. I was just trying to keep my composure and just play play pretty simple. But, um, yeah, Shazi had a a great shot there. And, I mean, um, I thought our line was doing pretty well. We had a couple chances before that. So, um, yeah, it was good.
4: You had a great opportunity early in the third period. So did you think at that point you're like, oh, Rats, I was, was close to getting my point in that first game and maybe that chance was going to come up again?
1: Yeah, obviously uh, – when you kind of get a break like that. You want to try to score, and mm-hmm. obviously that's kind of weighing in the back of your mind. You know, first goal, but um, yeah, I had a good chance. Uh, kind of had to kick it up, and goalie came out pretty quick, and I just tried to get it off, and he made a good save. And uh, I mean, that's hockey, though. He's an NHL goalie, so can't expect too much on that one.
4: Logan Shaw grabs the puck immediately after he scores a goal. How special was it to share that moment with him?
1: Uh yeah, he has been uh, been a big part of of my life the past couple of years. You know, uh, we were roommates last year, and um played with him quite a lot and uh just happy he's doing so well here this year um I mean he's a great guy and he's helped me out a lot off the ice as well and obviously having that chemistry on the ice is, is huge for me right now just kind of um having a familiar face is, is really nice
4: what'd you do with the puck and uh is it in a special spot or have you put it
1: someplace already uh I have it now um I'm not sure where it's gonna go but obviously pretty special and uh just excited to kind of show my Get my family to, to, to see it, and obviously uh, they were excited for me and all my friends back home. So yeah, just just an awesome day.
4: Who was in attendance a uh, game on Saturday? Uh, no one actually, oh, just because right.
1: <laughs> I, I just found out right before it, and uh, it being a, an afternoon or, right. or a one o'clock game, it was kind of hard to get anyone in there. But um, I mean, there everyone was watching. So I uh, made a quick call to my dad and and got the word out that I was playing. So, um, I mean, special either way, I mean, I know they're they're with me in, in spirit for sure. And, um, I mean, I know everyone, I'm sure, when when that happened, uh, they were going nuts at home.
4: Your dad has been a big part of your hockey career. What's, the, what's that phone call like? To Was it a quick one or was it a longer one? Uh, what was that like?
1: Uh, it was pretty quick just because uh, <laughs> I had a game to play, but pretty special, obviously. Uh yeah, that's something um, I've been dreaming about my whole life, and I'm sure my parents have... Uh, uh, have been as well i think that's pretty special for them as well for me so um yeah it was cool to share that moment with him and obviously my mom is really important as well and she was she was excited and uh yeah just pretty surreal moment
4: is it, what's more nerve-wracking that lap by yourself ahead of warm-up or that first shift
1: probably the lap I, think. <laughs> I thought i was wondering yeah about that. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i mean you know you know what's coming i mean uh going out for him i knew i was going to be doing a hot lap there but uh just trying to remember i i can i can skate pretty well and and not fall over that's kind of what yeah. was going through my mind and <laughs> try to handle the puck a little bit but uh the lap was pretty fun i was kind of ready for them to get back out there after the first one and um, you like get out here now yeah that's yeah. I, yeah but the first shift's obviously super special and i uh, just try to make it hard and, and quick and, and get off the ice <laughs> yeah
4: Paul said you look like you belong to the national hockey they gave a lot of credit to Pascal Vincent and the Moose coaching staff what can you say about what they've meant for your
1: development for sure I think um Pascal and and the coaches down there Marty's been uh Marty Johnson's always been been helping me out the past couple years as a forward coach And, and Pazzy's been been great as well I think obviously some uh some ups and downs come come with pro hockey and um I don't think it was very easy to start, but obviously they just kept working with me and um, got to a place now this year where I feel comfortable and confident on the ice. And um, I think that's a huge part to them. I think just just uh, having the patience with me and, and me kind of uh, building that relationship with them was, is, was huge for, for my game and um, definitely couldn't be here without them. So I know they're really excited, uh, pretty special to kind of share that with them when, when I got called up and uh, I know they're cheering me on.
4: Uh, Well, congratulations on your first game, your first point, and uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Thank you.
1: Uh, There's Jansen Harkins, uh, clearly a very
4: excited individual, I believe. Oh, clearly he's going to play this afternoon against, or this evening against the Montreal Canadiens. Another present for us to open here on the podcast is another guest, uh, Ben Sherratt, longtime Winnipeg Jet. uh, Made the decision in the offseason to go play for the Montreal Canadiens. Now Ben Sherratt is from Hamilton, clearly a little bit closer to home. And I think we always... You know, living here and, and, and playing, or not playing in Canada, but being part of the media in Canada, I don't think there's something you cannot overlook is the allure of the Montreal Canadiens as an organization. Um, there's, there's not a knock to the organization here. It's just the chance to play closer to home. A, a little bit more cash in the pocket, too, yeah, It helps yeah. a little bit. But, I mean, Ben Chirot was an integral part of everything they did here. Uh, was drafted by the Atlanta Thrashers, came to Winnipeg. Um, was a jet from day one, so it was tough to see him go. Paul Maurice kind of alluded to that many times and talked about that a little bit today but uh it was for what for what he meant to his organization it was nice to see him today
0: yeah and he's a guy that you know has just continuously worked to improve his game that's something that Mark Shifley touched on after the morning skate as well like he just said like you know this was a guy that you know really had to grind at the in the American Hockey League he came up and you know maybe getting into a game didn't happen as quickly as he, as he would have wanted or as or as regularly as he would have wanted but when he it just seemed season after season he just got more and more consistent he added little elements to his game and then all of a sudden i mean he's paired with uh, with Dustin Bufflin and he's playing a number of minutes a night so he he averaged just over 18 minutes in his final season with Winnipeg and now playing with Montreal he's up to 23 so all those you know, little things that he added to his game to make himself even more well-rounded, you know, really paying off for him because, you know, number one, you know, you're you're playing top pairing and number two, you're ready for that challenge and everything that it brings. Yeah,
4: so it's good to see him today uh, and also Ben Schraub made an appearance in Blake Wheeler's congratulatory uh, yes. uh, video, uh, becoming the Jets' all-time leading scorer. Asked him about that and a couple other things in this uh, one-on-one interview. This question gets asked often to former Jets to come into the building. How strange have these pa- past couple of days been for you? Yeah, it's it's weird. I mean,
2: landing at the airport, it felt like I should be <laughs> driving to to South Point to go to my my old house, but uh, it's um, it's good. It's a big mixed bag of emotions. You know what I mean? It's uh, it's exciting and and kind of sad that you're not here with the with the people that you uh, kind of grew up with. So, um, mixed bag of
4: emotions, but I'm excited to to play tonight. Do you miss your stall? Like all the little things in your room that your, your stall. Yeah. Your your neighbor and your you know that you sat with yeah. in the dressing room, stuff like that?
2: Yeah, you know what, that room that room really became uh became comfortable for me. Really, you know, kind of a, a cozy place to hang out during the the cold winter months, you know. So it um it's uh it's in a special place for me and, and you know, obviously somewhere that was important for me growing up. And uh one thing that I've met, I met—I wouldn't say there's one thing, just uh, just, just a lot. Yeah, time. you know what? More so the people. Mm-hmm. It's the people that you miss the big, That's the biggest thing. You can you can be anywhere, but if you
4: have if you have good people around you, it doesn't. You're having a good time. I know you're excited to become a Montreal Canadian, but how tough was that conversation? And did you talk to anybody from the Jets before it became official that you became Montreal Canadian? Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, obviously, it was it was unfortunate we couldn't uh, come to an agreement with someone here in Winnipeg and. Um, you know, obviously that was that was hard, but then the chance to become a Montreal Canadiens pretty pretty special, pretty unique, and um, you know an icon- iconic franchise. So um, my family and myself were, were really excited, and a place that's close to home too, uh, driving distance to home. So it was uh, it was a nice nice. Uh, nice way to, to exit Winnipeg going to a place like Montreal
4: uh, I know you were in Edmonton the other day waiting to take on the Edmonton Oilers, but did you get a chance to watch Blake Wheeler break the all-time points record? I saw you congratulate him I knew by it to... was
2: close because I'd done the video so I, uh, I was checking the box scores and, and seeing, how, uh, seeing how he was doing and obviously I saw him break the record so I was, was pretty happy for him, sent him a little text after
4: what a year for you, though! You become a father. You're a Montreal Canadian. What's what's it been like the last little six months or so?
2: Yeah, you know what? It's been a it's been a great time in my life for my family. We got you know happy in a nice nice new city. Um, you know, a new team and that that really relies on me and is excited to have me. So everything's been uh, everything's been really good for me.
4: Is it easier for you with family so close by now too, as well, and your wife's as well?
2: Yeah, for yeah. the first six weeks, we pretty much had someone at our house every weekend.
4: So it was. Uh, it was uh yeah they were pretty excited a lot of people around now I'll let you get back to it. congrats on uh, becoming canadian and uh, good luck tonight okay thank you appreciate it all right many thanks to ben shirat uh, another one of those interviews where people just started lurking around the outside there's a lot of adversity faced by the jets tv slash ground control podcast interviews this day um, we gave away an autograph to mark shifley heritage blue jersey early on the podcast now we have something else to give away tyler Uh, What is that gift that we are giving away this week? Uh,
3: The gift is a nice piece of hardware. It is a game-used Mark Shifley hockey stick, and it is autographed on the tape, on the blade tape. So a nice piece of... uh memorabilia to have uh, for your mm. home or wherever you want to put it
4: wherever you want to put it up in your house or give it to somebody it's a it's a great gift so here is the way it goes send in the correct answer to the following trivia question and be entered to w- chance to win this stick we'll announce the winner on the following episode of the podcast the winner will be contacted via email submit your answers to jets at tnse.com with the subject ground control please provide your first and last name now the question is in episode 56 of Ground Control, we spoke with Jets defenseman Lucas Sabiza, not Sabiza, like they said, in Minnesota. What job did his grandfather hold in the Italian military? So give us that answer uh, via the email address that we have given you, and uh, you can be entered a chance to win said hockey stick signed by Mark Shifley. Um, so lots of stuff to give away. And also, on top of that, while we're at it, it is uh, time now to go to jetsrewards.ca. Uh, type in the code word, and this week's code word is assist, and you have yourself fifty Jets reward points in time for Christmas.
0: Probably at least I'm exhausted an assist. giving away so much stuff. Probably at least an assist or two <laughs> in that stick, so it works well.
4: It is a very interesting week ahead for the for this uh, Winnipeg Jets franchise. Of course, the Montreal Canadiens tonight, the Christmas break slash holiday break, and then you've got
0: back to back games against the St. Louis Blues. So the Jets have yet to see since. I was gonna say it just—it seems so weird that you get to the uh, to the holiday break and the and you still haven't seen some uh, like teams from Weren't the they Central. done with St. Louis by now last it, year? Yes, pretty much. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a really uh, kind of a different schedule, but uh, you'll get to get your fill of the the St. Louis Blues over the next uh, over the next week, and yeah, it it's crazy how you know that you'll have you have three days away from the rink, and then boom, it's right back into some real tough divisional battles. Obviously, the St. Louis Blues have been pretty much at the top of the central division for the majority of the season so obviously you know no stanley cup hangover as they say for them they're right back uh and and amongst uh the leaders of the national hockey league so looking forward to that one
4: there was one more thing that we didn't get to fully get into If that makes any sense so close to the holidays on saturday connor Mm -hmm. hellbuck recorded another shutout and it's funny how these things happen when you get a first NHL point. You get Blake Wheeler breaking records. Jets winning six nothing. And that six nothing is another shutout for Connor Hellebuck. What Connor Hellebuck has now done is joined Andre Pavlik atop the franchise list for most shutouts with seventeen. So his next shutout will put him by himself in a much quicker time frame than
3: Andre Pavlik did it recently.
0: And it also blows my mind that Connor Hellebuck's at seventeen shutouts already. Like,
3: when did those happen? I felt I, know. I felt like last year. We would watch games and you're like, When is he gonna get a shout I think he'd finally got one in February. Yeah,
0: it was it was it was a while. He'd have, you know, a number of nights where it'd be just one against yeah. or or whatever, but there was always the one. Uh and then the seventeen eighteen season he was, you know, near the league lead in shutouts. But um yeah, I I just remember I think after his first one this year going Holy he's, yeah. like for whatever reason that snuck up on me completely. Uh, so, I mean, good for good for Connor Hellebuck, obviously, getting uh, kind of another uh, milestone and, uh, and one, hopefully, that he gets uh, before not too long.
4: And Lauren Bressois getting the start against the Canadians, and, and you might be listening to this podcast later on this week, but uh, Lauren Bressois, of course, uh, almost a year ago to this day, uh, recorded his first National Hockey League shutout that was in Vancouver. Also something you can go to our social channels to find Lauren Bressois celebrating his first shutout and taking us through that first shutout. So... That is it for this edition of the podcast. Uh, on behalf of myself, Daniel Moss, who runs puts this together, Mitchell Clinton and Tyler Esquivel, Uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy holidays. Enjoy your time with your family and friends. And thank you so much, as always, for listening to this podcast. And we'll talk to you next week.
0: This is Big Ground Control, the official podcast of the Winnipeg Jets, hosted by Jets TV. For Jets news, videos, and more, head to winnipegjets.com.